When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Charlie Chats Live. I'm your host, Stephen Sands, joined by my co-host, Stephen Russo. Six and three, baby. We're on the bye. We beat the wagon of the NFL. Stephen, how are you feeling? It is a good day to be a Jets fan. I will tell you that. I'm feeling great, man. It's unbelievable. Six and three. We're talking playoffs in November. I mean, this is uh, this is unreal. I think it was a great experience uh, on Sunday because you kind of felt like you were playing with house money a little bit and there, you know, the edge was off. It certainly wasn't like the week before against New England because that game, it meant a whole lot. So while you thought the Jets had a shot here, I think every, every Jets fan probably felt that way. You also probably felt like it most likely wasn't going to happen. And as they kept it close, and kept it a game and as the game went on and the defense played better and better and the offense got in a little groove you're thinking oh my god we got a real shot here and then honestly like when the Jets kicked the field goal to go up 2017 you kind of just have a confidence in the defense and you're like you know what I know Josh Allen could do this right now we left him a lot of time it was like a minute and 43 and and no timeouts you're like man that's that's a lot you know we saw this back and forth in in the divisional round last year with Kansas City right but you kind of just had this this confidence about the D and certainly, you know, they just, they shut it down and Bryce Huff comes and, and brings it and sauce Gardner closes it out. And it's uh, it was a wild ride, man. And it, it was a lot of fun and it's uh, it's been a fun season thus far. And uh, I'm just jacked up that the Jets are six and three going into the bye week. And, you know, like uh, a lot of people were kind of mentioning the slack too. It's kind of, uh, I think the bye comes at a good time when you're, when you're thinking objectively, you know, get some guys back, get healthy, a week of rest, but man, it's going to be tough with no Jets football. You kind of want them to ride this momentum a little further. So how are you feeling though? What, what were your thoughts on the game overall? It was stressful because, you know, you felt like the whole time the Jets were in it, even when they were down 14 to three, because it, it was pretty evident from the start after Josh Allen made that long throw to Diggs that he just looked off. And I think obviously it had a lot to do with what the Jets were doing from a defensive standpoint. So you felt like that the defense is going to keep them in it. So it really came down to how can they execute on offense? How is Zach look who I thought was, you know, solid, you know, he wasn't lighting the world on fire, but he was getting the ball out quick. He looked much better than he did, you know, against new England the week before, but also the fact that the jets were able to run the ball effectively again, even without Brees hall. And I thought it was funny because <laughs> Dalvin was saying this like mid game in our slack. He's like, they got to rest James Robinson. He just doesn't look right. And then all of a sudden, the juice just came on with him. Like, obviously, Carter had a really good game the whole way. But James Robinson just had this, like, jolt of energy, like, either late in the third or early in the fourth. And he was just hitting holes, going fast. It was tremendous. He obviously caught a touchdown from Zach um, earlier in the game. But, man, it uh, it's just been – it's it, I don't even know how to, like, act. And I, <laughs> I, I, I think Salah had a tremendous quote, and it was in um, – I believe it was in Peter King's article on Monday. It's a Bill, Bill Parcells quote, which I'm sure he said when he was just in New York, it's either euphoria or it's disaster. It's no way in between. And honestly, that's what it sums up as being a Jets fan. It's like we either have like the biggest high in the world, but then when they lose the game, especially if it's just like frustrating, mm-hmm. we fire everybody, get rid of everybody. <laughs> it, it's crazy. That's who we are. At, but that's being a fan. But yeah, dude, it is an unbelievable time to be a Jets fan. This is like, this, like, I'm not saying it's like 2010, but this is the most like juiced up I've been about this team since 2010. 2015 obviously was fun. Mm-hmm. But they started out five and five. They weren't six and three. So they got hot and had that five straight wins before the implosion in Buffalo week 17, which I think is why we don't talk about that season as much anymore because of the way it ended. But dude, I, I know a lot of people, you know, were saying prior to this week, the Jets have one of the best defenses in the league. And I, I know I'm going to be echoing what Connor Hughes said, you know, after the game on, on like his SNY like recap. Also what um, Joe Beningo said on his spot on the fan on Monday morning. The Jets have the best defense in the NFL. I will say it. I put it in my column in five things this week. They have the best defense in the NFL. Tell me the defense is better. The only defense that I would even say is probably on par with them. Well, actually two, I'm sorry. 
Philly and Denver, but the Jets are better. The Jets have the depth that I think makes them better. And also, you're not going to find a better trio of corners in Sauce, DJ Reed, and Michael Carter the second. And even their backups, like Bryce Hall and and uh, what's it called, Eccles, they were like starters last year. So like they're good depth pieces, and mm-hmm. when they are used, even though Hall hasn't really been active the last weeks, they can contribute because they know how to play football in, in the NFL. It's dude, it's just an unbelievable feeling, and like you said. It's going to feel weird this week that we don't have a Jets game to watch because, like, we're not at that point where we feel like it's like a job watching the Jets. Like, we're yeah. so gas up. I know. Like, there's not a game. Now that they beat Buffalo, we said those are the two games that we didn't think we could win. They could win every single game that's there. They won't. Yeah. I, obviously, I'm not going to sit here and be like, we're running the table. That's not going to happen. But, like, you know, it's very reasonable to expect over the next, I guess, what are we? It's nine games in. There's eight, eight to go. Mm-hmm. They could go five and three. They could even go six and two. I think five and three is probably where they net out. That's just me based on what I've seen. And you never know what can happen, especially as we're waiting to hear what's going on with Josh Allen, because obviously I don't wish injury on anybody. And obviously I hope he's okay because he's an awesome football player. It's fun to watch him. And I know I used to always say he sucked, but like if he's actually going to miss an extended, uh, uh, extended amount of time, excuse me, it's a huge opportunity for this team. It's yeah. like, they could win the division, which is like, if you told anyone that this team had any semblance of a chance to win the division in the summer, they would have told you, what are you Nuts. smoking? What drugs yeah. are you on? Yeah. And be like, are you kidding me? So obviously there's more to come with that, but we'll find out tomorrow. Or if you're listening to this yeah. on Wednesday morning, you'll, we'll be finding out some, soon about what's going on with Josh Allen because been a little bit weird how they haven't said anything and it'll be it, wednesday tomorrow so it is Sorry. but like, like you said no it's it's one of those things you never wish injury on anybody and josh allen is a, a hell of a player and he makes the nfl better he's more mm-hmm. he's fun to watch and, and and as a division foe i mean you know you never wish ill on anybody but uh you, it's nice if this does happen and the bills you know take this hit it'd be nice where it happens where it kind of coincides where the jets actually have a chance and not where the jets are kind of just you know bottom feeders like they typically are and are uh on their way to a 4 and 13 season so um at the same time like i just just going back to the game and you, you talk about the defense and think about how this game started right you know brayden man slips on the opening <laughs> kickoff the, the the bills get the ball at their own 45 and first play is like a little you know stop and go and, and they hit uh stefan diggs on sauce down to the you know pretty much inside the the jets 20 and for the jets to to get the turnover there and even though they didn't do anything with it it still kind of set the tone for the game so after that, they get down 14-3, but you never really felt panicked. And it's one of those things where I, I think we can look back on a few Jets games this year, specifically the New England one, and say, you know what, the Jets lost this game. The, the Patriots didn't win it. And if I were to look objectively at this game, I really can say that I think the Jets won it. I, I, I definitely agree with you. I think Josh Allen was off, but I think a big part of it is what Salah and Ulbrich and the Jets defense did in confusing him and making him off. And to know that really the Jets kind of just um, they played their game and they they knocked the Bills off their game a little bit. It's it's a it's a good feeling to have, man. And it's really exciting to know that we can hang with the best and ultimately come out on top. So, yeah, when you know, it, it's weird when you look at the schedule uh, completely. And when we looked at it before the season started, we thought it looks this very was- different. We thought that the gauntlet was in the first half and it would kind of lighten up as it as it went on. And now you look and you're like, okay, those home games are definitely winnable. But man, that road schedule now is tough. You got Minnesota sitting at seven and one. You got Seattle, who with Geno at the helm, we thought was would be, you know, almost a gimme. And that that story has totally changed. And then you still got all three division opponents on the road, which is obviously no easy task. So it's just interesting kind of, you know, from a a micro and then a macro view, you look at this game and kind of how it played out. Like I just said, how it started and how it finished. And one of those things is just you kind of praise the resiliency of this team. It it seems like they never panic. And all of us Jets fans are probably panicked at home when stuff like this happens. (laughs) Braden man slips, you're going, oh, here we go again. But at the same time, it's just the resilience of this team. I think they wear these things and and they're able to just come back and they don't get panicked. And like you said at the – uh, at the opening, you know, down 14, three, just always kind of felt like they were in it. So man, it's just, uh, it's incredible right now. And it's, uh, it's been a fun ride and I, I really, I can't wait for it to continue. 
dude, we deserve this. Every yeah. Jets fan deserves this. Whether yeah. you were positive, negative about what was going on with this team, but you know, in the summer, early on when they were one and two, and you know, that you were a little concerned about, you know, this regime, but like it's I don't even there, words can't describe how happy I am. Like, yeah, you're just in a better mood on Monday when you know that this Jets team is good. Like mm-hmm. it just helps you get through the week. It, it does, and it gets you so excited. And like you said, we're gonna feel so empty on Sunday, but like just enjoy football without the stress of it unless you you've been up football, which <laughs> yeah I do yeah. yeah so it's what's funny is that you know my wife and I were talking too and and when you know in that like 09 2010 season I was I was spoiled coming because we always talk about that right 97 yeah. to 2010 11 was like the glory years so my wife always says she's like I think you appreciate it more now because you know you, you enjoy the wins whereas I just stressed you know during those two those couple of years it was like 58 minutes of stress for like two minutes of glory. You know, it's like that, that's all it is. It's like, I wanted to win, you know, win bigger. And, and I wouldn't, didn't want teams to hang around, but now I'm just having been through these last, you know, 10, 11 years, I'm just able to enjoy this more because I know how bad it could be. And so I appreciate what's going on right now. And the fact that they're just around and in games and at least at the very least, it's exciting. And one of those things, you know, we talk about just playing competitive. If the score was flipped and it was 20 to 17 bills and the jets hung with them and played the way that they did, We'd be upset for sure, but we could live with that. And if they got to the bye at five and four and they hung tight with Buffalo, I think we would all been okay with that. But the fact that they came out on top, man, icing on the cake. It's yeah. If they lost 20 to 17, or even if they lost, like, I guess let's just say it was 2017 and they lost um, 24, 20 because they, Josh Allen was able to either, you know, connect on that long fourth and promo play, which was not pass interference. I don't care what anyone. If anything, it was OPI. It was. Gabe Davis extended his arm. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. It was jostling. They're not calling it on fourth and 21. I don't care, but it was, inc- it was insane that Josh Allen launched like a 70 yard pass. Which Especially is- if, if he's got a bum arm too. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, man, you can't really ask for more. And we were clamoring for this in July. I remember those days. And I remember, <laughs> I remember specifically a couple of weeks before the season started, I think it was like right after the preseason game, I had that dark cloud over me. Yes. And then it kind of looked like it was true when they started out 0-1. And then obviously after the Bengal game, we were just like, what the hell is going on, man? And yep. ever since then, even if they lose games now, you're like, you, this the, the vibe is different and you mm-hmm. feel like this is a football team, man. Like we have a team, like, there's no more like everyone's like, oh, the Jets stink. You know, they're not going to be. Everyone knows that the Jets are a good football team. I know there's questions with Zach Wilson, who I, we could definitely talk a little bit more about in a bit. But like where besides that, besides I think Joyner has been good. But, you know, you definitely would prefer to get younger at safety for next year. And obviously just depth that linebacker because Mosley is 30. He'll be 31 next year. And obviously Quincy Williams is solid. But then behind those guys and Quan, they don't have a lot of depth. There's so many good young pieces. I know the offensive line has been shuffling a ton, but that's the beauty of this bye week because it is expected that Max Mitchell and George Fant could be back after the bye. And like, what a world. Offensive line depth when we feel like it's been a revolving door, you know, getting Cedric Abwehi in there and obviously Dwayne Brown missing some time and getting in there. Just really the interior, obviously, until Vera Tucker went down was the only thing that was stable. And Nate Herbert has held it down, man. Kudos to Joe Douglas. He was an animal on Sunday. Yeah, he was. And it's just – and and Lakin, who a bunch of people were like, did we blow that for each side? He was a monster on that last drive where they burned out the clock, essentially leaving Buffalo with like two minutes to go in the game. Dude, it's – I it's, like I said, speechless. It's, it's tremendous. Um, but let's talk about Zach because I don't think that there is a quarterback in the league – who is more deci- uh, deciphered on every throw, complete, incomplete, footwork, everything than Zach Wilson. And I, I get it. He's the number two pick in the draft. And obviously I've said on this show at times, like, you know, I'm worried about him. I don't know if he's necessarily the long-term answer, but like he, the one thing I will say, and I know like the numbers aren't going to be eye popping or anything like that. He's coachable. Think mm-hmm. about it. He was doing too much. He was doing all these things that were pissing us off in the New England game. And I remember there was like a little bit of like a, a report. There's like a video of a rap sheet basically saying before the game, like he's going to let it rip. He had a really good practice on Friday. And like, he understands what he needs to do. He, he did that exactly that. And think about it. If Zach played the way he did 
on Sunday against New England, the Jets win that game. Yeah. No question Handily. in my mind. Mm-hmm. Handled it probably by at least 10 points, if not yeah. more. And I, I think that that is something to, you know, really, you know, keep your eye on is the fact he's not this stubborn kid that everyone thinks like all he wants to do is win. He doesn't really care about the stats. He said it himself, whether he's lying or he's not. I know Elijah has said things that he hasn't necessarily meant, but at the end of the day, Zach's five and one is a starter. Do you think the bear fans, the Jaguar fans, Texans, uh, obviously the 49ers have Jimmy G. So it's a little bit different. But you're telling me that those fan bases would not have taken five and one from their second year quarterback. They are lying. If they, if, if they're saying otherwise, Jaguar fans, congratulations. You got your stupid win against the Raiders who blew a 17 point lead. Congratulations. But like, my point is, is they're winning games. This is like kind of like Alex Smith, even I'm, there's a lot of parallels to Sanchez. People were like worried. He's not the guy, but they kept winning with him. Zach, I think is more physically, you know, gifted than he is, but he does the same things and makes mistakes at times. But I think the best play he made on Sunday is when he took that sack inside mm. the goal, like inside the five, and instead of like trying to force it, you just, they settle for three and they end up winning the game. Who knows? If he forces it, they, they don't take the lead. Buffalo could drive them the field with four o'clock and we lose the game. So yeah. he's learning. It's I'm not sold on him hundred percent, but I'm rooting for him. I hope he becomes the guy that we all hoped he'd be when they took him, you know, a year and a half ago at number two overall, but like, Give the kid a chance. And now he has the bye week. I actually did a little bit of digging. I know Fields was terrible early on in the season. Like, terrible. Like, I thought, like, worst quarterback in the league at one point. And then I realized it was probably Baker, not him, until Baker got benched. If you actually look at it, after uh, six starts is when Fields really started to turn it on. Zach is about to be there after the bye week. So maybe, just maybe, the bye week off to kind of recharge the batteries to you know reflect on the film that he's put on you know he's put out there and see what he was doing wrong especially against new england because that's going to be their opponent after the bye i think you're going to see a different quarterback i think you're going to see a more competent quarterback i i loved how he was getting the ball out very quickly like it was like the fastest he was getting out i thought he looked as comfortable as he's been as the as the quarterback like i felt like he looked like first half Zach prior to the interception. He looked like Zach in the fourth quarter. I think for the most part against Pittsburgh, like he's just getting it out, going through his reads. And it's, you know, Garrett Wilson's a menace. We can talk about him in a little bit. So give me your, <laughs> give me your thoughts on our second year quarterback. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, you hit the nail on the head. I think he bounced back nicely and he showed progress and he showed that he can learn and, and adapt and do what's asked of him. And I think we're starting to really see how this Jets team is built. And the, the fact that they are a balanced team that's built to win with a developing quarterback and, and they're balanced on offense and they can make plays through the air and they have enough weapons to do so. But at the same time, they're reliant on the running game, which they should be. So when you do those things and you play good defense, I mean, that's a formula for winning at, you know, with any type of QB, but especially with a QB that's young and still developing and in his what 18th or 19th start, whatever, whatever the number is. Um, I think, you know, you made the comment about him taking the sack down there uh, on the last drive, right, the, to preserve the field goal pretty much. But I think that's what this team wanted, and that's what this defense wanted because the defense wants that pressure. They, they're they going to say that, like, put that on us. And sure enough, they close it out. So I think you're just starting to see those things. And, and obviously the game plan was for Zach to get the ball out quickly, which he did. Um, he played – pretty much turnover free or, you know, mistake free outside of one turnover and, and Von Miller, you know, I got by a boy, he on one of the best the players sack. in the league. Von Miller does that to a lot of people now. And that also came after, you know, the, the sky cam went down and all that shit. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we can have that discussion at another time, but overall um, I think he looked, you know, really good. And he, you, it's proven you can win when Zach plays like this. And overall, I really think he's had in six starts this year, He's had one bad game and that one bad game just happened to be against New England when all the pressure was on us and all the pressure was on him and he blew it. So he'll learn from it and we'll see how he does in in two weeks again at New England. I think the one thing that I would really love to highlight, though, is his escapability because and even Robert Sala said it. I was listening to his spot on the Michael K show on Monday 
um, that his two favorite plays were the two scrambles that he had for first downs. And those are things that don't necessarily show up really, you know, they're not highlighted in the stat sheet, but those were two really big plays and something that I think all of us were clamoring for following that New England game because we saw the opportunity to for him to run where he he decided to throw specifically on that Tyler Conklin fourth and five shot. So the fact that he recognized it, I'm sure the coaches were hammering him all week about it. He recognized it. He took advantage. He converts, he converts uh, two third downs with his legs, has a nice, uh, you know, design run on second down um, inside the red zone in the last drive. So I just think overall it was a solid game and he's showing progress. And again, like, we're still 19 starts in, like, let's just, it's going to take time. Like it's not fair to say one way or another definitively that he is or isn't the guy. And, you know, I I give Josh Allen a lot of credit uh, and a lot of kudos for what he said about Zach. Um, And maybe like really actually like, like him. Exactly. And I think, um, you know, I don't, I don't want to speak for all bills fans, but I, I live in central New York. I feel, I think they forget easily what Josh Allen was and their thoughts on him for the first two seasons. They think he just came out of, uh, kind of looked like of that on Sunday. Ex- exactly. He kind of, they, they thought he was just drafted into this uh, all world QB, which he wasn't. And, and the questions were still there even after year two in that wild card birth. So it takes time with these things and it's, it's going to take time and he's going to develop. But the fact that the jets kind of have this team around him, um, that's allowing him to develop on the fly, I think is great. And I, I, I'm with you, Steven. I, I compare it to Sanchez. I think it's a, it's slightly different just because that team was built to win with, with veterans. Um, this team is built to win, but it, it's with funny you. because it's the, the young guys that are really the core. Uh, and it's the a good infusion of both, but mostly youth. Yeah, it is. It is. And, you know, not to, to go off on another tangent, but, you know, you, you, you talked about um, CJ Mosley and him being, being up there. Cause I think he's 30, but Man, you cannot put a value on how, how what he means to this team and this defense. He's like the he leader, is just man. he's unreal. He has been so he good. This year. Interception too. He, he should have. He is just he's been so good. And I, I don't. I know we were talking about Zach, but I, I just had to mention that. So yeah, man, go ahead. Let's let's uh, let's keep it going with the offense. We can talk about the receivers and, and Garrett Wilson and how how good he looked. Uh, your thoughts on that, and also the you know absence of Elijah Moore's targets and, and yeah, I mean. <laughs> I wrote this and for people who didn't see it, like I was like, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Like, yes, he probably should touch the ball, but it's working. What they're doing is working. Like I'd love to see Zach force feed Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson's the best receiver on the team. And even Mims had the biggest catch of his life as a jet. And I, I just felt like, you know, he's showing a lot of growth. And I think Salah highlighted it as well that, a couple of weeks ago, I think it was really when Elijah's situation started, he like saw an opportunity and just ran with it. And he's deserving of the playing time. And I give him all the credit in the world because we're all pretty much done with him, you know, after training camp. So I'm really happy for a guy like him because I was excited when they picked him in 2020. I, I think he's a serviceable player. And I think, especially with Corey being out, he has the ability to block because he's a big guy and he could do get those jump balls. But it sucked because Zach... Zach had that one throw was a little high and you're just like, man, if Mims could have got that one Uh, before I go into Garrett Wilson, there was one thing I wanted to talk about with Zach, but obviously you had a lot of good points. You were talking about him stepping up and running, which I thought was great. He wasn't going backwards. He was going forward. Dan Orlovsky posted actually a good clip basically showing, I think one of the plays you were talking about. So it was, I think it was second down. He, he didn't see anything. He throws the ball away. And the big thing Dan was saying was live to see another down. The next play, similar situation, but he's, he realizes I'm going to take off. Yep. That is growth, and that's showing the ability to be coached and learn from your mistakes. So I just wanted to uh, caveat that as well. Yes. Okay, back to Garrett Wilson, who is unreal. Like, Stephen, I know you're the Keyshawn guy. Is Garrett Wilson, you think, looking like he could be a better player than Keyshawn if he continues yeah. this trajectory? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah sorry i had to just throw that in there. i know it's fine i love t-shot i really do but Dude, uh, no Garrett Wilson. I, I said this he's a menace yeah you give him the ball he's slippery he made that one move where he juked that guy out and got that first down it was unbelievable but the things he was doing you just get him the ball he can make plays but like i this play didn't count i tweeted out the video when he literally had that one-handed catch in the in the end zone that didn't he was out of bounds it was like the most effortless thing he just catches it like, he just goes like that. And I'm like, what? 
like it was like some Odell stuff, like when Odell's prime, like this dude is insane. And I just, he's such a joy to watch. And, and the best thing about him on top of the fact that he's just an unbelievable football player, because he's like always open and he could, I feel like he could just continue to cook. He's a good kid. He's smart. He has a good head on his shoulders. I think he knows that, you know, he has this great opportunity to be a great player in a big market and he just loves the moment. And it's just, it's a really refreshing thing to see. And it was cool when, when Mims had that play and he went over to celebrate with him, like, man, it's just, the vibes are so good with these guys and I love it. And I hope the things work out with Elijah. I know, obviously I was like, get rid of him. I was annoyed with him, but at the end of the day, if they can start giving him some touches, like, you know, the swing passes that they do to Barrios, the end arounds, the touch passes, like that's, that's like opportunity to be had for Elijah. And I think that they will. I think, they're going to use this bye week to figure out ways to incorporate him into the offense. And I think he's finally buying in, realizing I'm part of something special here. My time will come and it'll all be good. So Garrett's awesome. What are your thoughts on 17? Who is him? Yeah. Uh, Garrett Wilson is just special. Um, And and honestly, I mean, I'd have to think back to Keyshawn, although, you know, that was in the midst of a one and six, one 15 season. Um, but to think back on a, on a rookie receiver, you know, rookie jets receiver producing the way that he is like that, that's it. It was Keyshawn, but again, it was kind of just, uh, um, you know, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price. Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas city, go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're one in 15, so like you don't really get too excited about it. But the fact that Garrett Wilson is doing what he's doing um, and the fact that you see now the rapport uh, continuing to build with Zach is just so much more special. I mean, the kid is just he's, he's unreal. Um, you're right. He's slippery. He makes every catch. Uh, he's got some, you know, uh, some moves after the catch with him. He gets, he gets the act. So, and he knows when to go down, which I also like. So I just think he's special. I think we're, we're really seeing this on the ground floor before it takes off. Um, in regards to Elijah Moore, I really think the involvement, you know, you, you do kind of question it, but specifically for this game, I think they put such a emphasis on Zach Wilson getting rid of the ball quickly that it's probably like first read, second read out done. And you probably figure that that's Garrett Wilson one and maybe like Tyler Conklin two or something where Elijah was more of a distraction than anything else. So I do think you're right. I do think his time will come. I think he's too good to not have it and not be a part of the offense, at least in some aspect. Um, And then the other thing, man, and you touched on it, credit to Denzel Mims. I mean, the guy didn't make a catch all day. He was right there on a few. Um, could have gone either way. You know, the, the the bomb on the first drive, I mean, he almost had it. You'd like to see him haul that in. The second throw was high. Still, as a big body wide receiver, you hope that he comes down with it. Um, there was another one. Zach threw a, a laser across the middle that Mims almost had. So for him to have three, you know, questionable, uh, you know, drops or, or ones that he could have had, uh, but to come up big on that third down and convert it and show that he can be that big body player the the, the way that he is. Um, and I think Joe Caparoso said it best. I think he's carving out a niche for himself in this offense, even after Corey Davis returns. I just think you kind of need that, that power forward aspect to the offense. You, you really do. So um, I just think this receiving core can, can be really special. And, and once Corey Davis uh, comes back, you know, that's, that's going to be huge. And I mean, credit to like every team deals with injuries and sure enough, you know, the bills that they're, they're, that's no slouch, man, on offense or defense. I mean, they're missing Milano. They're missing Jordan Poyer. Uh, Rousseau went out halfway through the game, but shit, the jets were missing Brees Hall, AVT, Corey Davis. Like, you know, their, their line is makeshift from what it should have been to start the season. So you got to give credit to this team and the way they fight uh, to this coaching staff for what they continue to do for Joe Douglas, for building the depth that he has. Um, it was, uh, it was awesome to see. Yeah, 
Agreed. Um, Sala actually confirmed today that Elijah is being permanently moved to the slot. So that could be the opportunity for him after the bye week. Uh, our friend Will Parkinson, host of the TOJ pod, just confirmed that. So pretty cool to hear that. And I think that's going to be a lot of things to come. Um, it's just, it, it, I, you know, you could talk about all these guys and it, it's just so much fun. And like the one thing that is just awesome when we're going back to Garrett Wilson is like, think about how many times over the last, you know, 10 years, basically since the futility of the team began after the 2011 season, you'd see all these teams spend first round picks on rookie wide receivers. And we weren't doing that. This was, he was the first uh, receiver we took in the first round since Santana. Santana. So that's a long time. That's like 20 years ago at this point. And you always be like, why can't the Jets be the team that gets the guy who comes on the scene and is just a productive rookie wide receiver? Finally got that guy in the first round. And it just feels so good. It's like, we're like, we have the fun players. But I used to always say, why can't we have fun things, nice things? We have those things. It's just, it's it's awesome. Um, and, you know, it's just, this is a win for the ages. I mean, Saul's biggest statement. I feel like he's had three different statement wins and I, I caveat this in my column. Think about the progress they've made this year. It was get out of September with a win. Check. Did that. Win a division game after not winning one for three years. Check. They've actually done that twice. Um, you know, stream put together a winning streak. Check. Beat, beat an actual team in a big spot where they're not resting their starters. Check. So it's like they are checking the boxes that you needed to see and then some. Like, if they had just won a division game and were like two and two, which, you know, that was, that was our expectation. Like <laughs> it truly would, it, it's crazy. Like we were hoping for four and five at this point, six and three, man, six and three. <laughs> Anyone would have signed up for this. Anyone. Anyone. And if you had told me before the season, I would have told you you were nuts. No way. Agreed. Like no way. Yeah, not, I'd be lying. I'm not gonna lie here. I it, I'm gonna be honest about my takes, and I, I was hoping for four and five. I was yeah. like I was like that would be great. You're in the thick of things. So what's crazy is you think about how pissed off you are that it's not seven and two, and how close it should, how close it really is. Nah, I think <laughs> I think that they're where they should be, dude. Uh, listen, I'll say that all day. There's no, I have no problem being six and three, but they should have won against the England last, you know, a week and a half ago. Whatever, There's no question man. in my mind, and seven and two would be so much sweeter. I'm not gonna be that guy. I'm not the forever pessimist. You know me. However, when you think back on it, you're like, man, that would be a lot better for yourself. But I, I look at it in this perspective. I'm not saying that, like, you, like, you should feel that way because it does feel like they let one get away. But, like, that's the league, though. Like, there's mm-hmm. always games where like, you feel like teams let one get away and there's just sometimes, like, a team just is, is off. You know what I'm saying? You're like, you expect to win that game and they don't. So yeah. I think they are where they should be. There are three games over 500. Like, come on now. Yeah. Can't complain right. about it. Since there is no game to preview, I thought this would be fun, and I actually didn't even give you any sort of heads up on this, yeah, but I think, you'll, I think you'll be able to do this. Don't worry. I want to do some, like, midseason awards and superlatives for this, so I think it should be pretty fun. So okay. we're going to start out with um, rookie, rookie of the first half. It's hard, right? It is hard. I mean, it, oh, wow. I will – oh, geez. I mean – <laughs> you have to give some consideration to Brees Hall, even though he's done for the year, but man. I, like, I can't because he, he's done no, for the year, but yeah. You, you can't, but you have to, you, you just have to give it to him because he was that good, um, you know, for when he was playing up until, uh, up until Denver. Um, I think at this point you have to go sauce Gardner. Uh, in my opinion, I mean, the, what he's done closed out two games, uh, been as good as he's been as a rookie um it's it's just unreal and it, obviously honorable mention is Garrett Wilson but uh but I think you have to give it to Sauce Gardner I will also say though real quick not rookie of the uh, you know year for the Jets considerations here that play that Jermaine Johnson made to sack Josh Allen first down man. unreal like unreal to be able to chase down that guy and actually bring him down and if he doesn't <laughs> I'm scared of what that ended up looking like but just kudos to Jermaine Johnson. I mean, I think he's been obviously probably the most under the radar rookie of all of them. Really, well, he's been the top solid. Anyway. He was hurt. He has been very solid when he's played against the run and against the pass, and and obviously in pass rush. So kudos to him. But yeah, uh, my rookie of the year halfway through uh, has to go to Sauce right now. 
I agree. And Garrett's obviously a close second. And you, you could have made the argument for Breeze up until he went down. But yeah, yeah. dude, Sauce is – we've been desperately craving for a, a cornerstone player like this since Darrell Revis was traded traded the first time. Obviously came back, but he wasn't necessarily the same, you know, halfway into that, that season in 2015. Sauce is on – a better trajectory than Rebus is. Rebus was like, okay, as a rookie, like he was not bad. He was just like, you know, he was looking at NFL corner. And then obviously um, his second season, he started to really show some signs. And then year three is really when he put it all together to become the, the lockdown guy. He was in his prime sauce is nine games into his NFL career. He's already making the case to be a top five, if not top three player at his position. I don't think anyone's debating that anymore. The guy is money. And the crazy thing about it, he's going to get better. And he's also going to bulk up. He's so skinny. It, dude, it's it's insane. I've never been so happy that I bought his jersey. Like, I held <laughs> off on Elijah. Obviously, I've been only off on Zach. I bought the right guy. Like, it's yeah. it's it's just a joy. It really was. I was so excited to see him on digs. Obviously, he was on Gabe Davis. I was like, Gabe Davis was essentially a non-factor in this game, mm-hmm. other than pushing off at the end. So, Sauce would definitely be my guy there, um, but definitely shout out to Garrett, shout out to Jermaine, even Max Mitchell, and, and obviously Brees, Brees is hurt, so he does yeah. not uh, qualify for this award. So I'm going to move it to biggest surprise in a good way from the team. Oh, boy. Um, can I say... I got to really take my time and think about this here. I'll say, can I say a unit? I'll say the offensive line. I'll say that, uh, I mean, going through what they've gone through and the injuries that they've accumulated and how makeshift they really are for them to hold up as well as they are for the running game to stay on par. And I mean, I'm like, you, you mentioned it earlier in the show that, you know, the, the the TOJ slack and how James Robinson looked. And I even tweeted it out at, at the half. I'm like, you know, this, the running game just looks different without Brees Hall right now, but shit, they came alive in the second half. So for them to perform the way that they have being as makeshift as they are, you know, Mekhi Becton going down before the season, AVT going down, obviously in the season started, you know, George Fant, we're missing George Fant. They starting Max Mitchell for him to play the way that he did and go down for her big to slide in for a way to be in the, like, just overall, all, like, and when I say it out loud, like that's a lot of stuff you've dealt with. Dave, Dwayne Brown coming in, missing time, but now being a solidified left tackle. Like, for the unit to perform the way that it has, I think that has been the biggest pleasant surprise on this team so far this year. Yeah. So I have one, and then I have an honorable mention. It's not what you pick, so it'll be definitely good to hear. Guess who this is going to be? Do you th- I want you to guess, and then I'm going to say Quinnen. No. Because you're a Quinn and Hater. You were a Quinn and Hater. I was. I, I don't hold that. Braden Ben, I think he deserves to be called out here. Yeah. We all were saying the Jets were negligent in terms of addressing the punting situation. We felt like Joe Douglas was holding on to Braden Ben because he didn't want to blow up this 2020 class as quickly as he has for the most part. I know he obviously had that terrible kickoff to start the game um, on Sunday and obviously hit a rough week one. But other than that, he's been awesome. And it's it's really an advantage to have a punter who could set your defense up in good situations. So he definitely deserves a huge, huge, uh, you know, recognition here. I, I, that was a <laughs> huge, huge, to... yeah. He no, kind he of just... he kind of had a shit week against New England though too. That's he did, that's, yeah. <laughs> huge <laughs> recognition is not the right thing. He deserves props. I ex- <laughs> yeah, excuse me. I agree. Um, and I will mention Lamarcus Joyner, somebody that we were really concerned about, especially after the first game. He's been awesome. He keeps getting interceptions. It's crazy. It Maybe just right place, right time. But yeah, that play was great. So uh, he also should, I know, um, what's it called? Whitehead, I, I was thinking of, who actually should have had two. He had mm-hmm. one, but he should have had two. But yeah, Joyner is definitely honorable mention in that regard. Biggest surprise in a negative play. I mean, it's got to be Elijah. It's yeah. got to be Elijah Moore. I, I From... The off the field antics to the on the field production. Um, I was the one, uh, like a lot of other Jets fans, I think you included, Joe Connor. Like we were all like, Elijah Moore is going to be the number one guy in targets this year. I think he's the safest bet to go over a thousand. And, and for for this to play out the way that it has, um, got to be the biggest disappointment. However. Like you're disappointed that this good player is not producing, but at the same time, the fact that they're doing having success without him is 
you know, obviously a, a nice uh, surprise here. So it's okay. Um, but obviously I think, you know, and we said it earlier, his talent level and what he brings, what he can bring to the table. I mean, it's crazy that it's not being utilized. So I'm sure that they had, that they will figure it out um, at least in part to get him some targets, but yeah, biggest, uh, biggest disappointment from what I really thought was going to be a, a, a knockout second year for Elijah. Um, definitely. This has been perplexing to say the least. Yeah, I agree. And I, I think, there's really no one else you can go with just because of what you expected and really what's the return has been. So I'm not going to, you know, harp on this one. Okay. So we're going to do MVP will be the last one, but the second to last one is going to be what's your bold prediction for the second half of the season. Oh boy. Um, Bold prediction for the second half of the season. I think that, I don't know how bold this is, but I'll go with it anyway. Um, I think they take two out of three in the division, and I think they smack New England coming out of the bye week. I think they lose to Buffalo in Buffalo, but I think they beat Miami uh, in Miami to close it out. Um, So we're going to see the Jets go four and two uh, in the division after going winless for (laughs) however long it was. So I don't know how bold that is, but getting two out of three on the road uh, in division, I think is a pretty bold prediction. Being four and two in the division is bold. (laughs) Yeah. So that's what I'm going to go with. That's honestly what I think about. And I I really do. I, I call me crazy. I'm chomping at the bit um, to get back against New England, but I think they're going to come out and I think they're going to smoke New England in New England. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if they just go three and three in the division and they, I'm fine with that. Yeah. But I want New England. Of course. I was I was under the assumption when I say three in the division that they beat New England but lose the other two. That's yeah. not not the way you thought it. So this is my bold prediction. And I know I've been very flip-floppy on him and I, I get it. I'm still like, you know, jury's still out. But it's about Zach Wilson. And I'm not saying he's going to be the guy at the end of the season. But what I will say, and this is my prediction for him, is Right now, if you look at his stat line, he has four passing touchdowns, five interceptions, and he's completing like 58% of his passes. My prediction for the second half of the season is he's going to complete 65% of his passes going forward. And I think he's actually going to throw 16 touchdowns. I know. Total in the back half? Back half. Wow. Back half. They're going to air it out more. 16 touchdowns, and he's only going to throw five interceptions. So he's going to finish with a 20 and 10 season. That's what I think he's going to do. Who is this guy? My I, co-host. I, wow. I, I know. I, I like it. I, I'll say this, and Michael Megan, if you're listening or watching at some point, we do have our little wager that I said, if Zach finishes with 25 total touchdowns, you have to make your picture of him on that boat in the, uh, <laughs> I guess, wherever he went on vacation over the summer. And then if I lose, uh, and this is inclusive of rushing, and obviously as a receiving touchdown, um, that I have to buy you the Jeff starter jacket from homage. So um, that's, that's kind of where this prediction is coming from. But <laughs> I, in all seriousness, I think that you're going to see a lot of growth from him and we're going to feel much better about him than we do right now. Are we going to say that he's the guy he's going to get an extension when he's due? I don't know if that will be the answer, but if he finishes 20 and 10, you got to be happy with that. And I think he's good. I mean, he obviously will have some, some moments where I think he coughs it up a little bit. I think he'll throw some bonehead interceptions because that's kind of his game and have some fumbles, but I think overall he's going to clean that stuff up. And I think you're going to see a lot of growth through him and feel much better about him as we head into 23. Um, I I know it's bold, bold, but when you think about it, like, at a high level, 20 touchdowns and 10 interceptions is not like this like, no, it's amazing not crazy. thing. Yeah. I, I, and all he has to do is, if you think about it, he's got four touchdowns. He has to average two touchdowns a game the rest of the way, which means he could have a game where he throws four and then he has a mm-hmm. game where he throws one and, yeah. he, and he could do it. Like it's not. I, yeah. I mean, you think of how many close calls he's had already. Like he was literally two yards away from having two against Miami. Like there's been, there, there's been opportunities there. No question. Exactly. And, I, and, Luck will eventually break his way at some point. So I think it will. I think you're going to see a different guy. It's kind of kind of the way we saw a different guy when he came back from injury after the Texans game. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess for the Texans game. I think you're going to see that, but obviously it's going to be more growth. And I think just getting these reps and all of this time to reflect on the bye week is going to be great for him. So the last award, and I guess this wasn't an award just now, but who is the MVP of the team for the first half? Because I, I – I think I know we're going to go with this and I'm going to go a different direction. 
okay, you think you know where I'm, I think there's a couple of options here. I don't want to steal all your thunder. I think there's three um, options here. I probably would agree with you. I don't know if we're thinking of the same three, but if in my we opinion, have to, I'll reveal mine after after you. Yeah, see they're they're all on defense. I would say um, I'm going to go with Quinn Williams. Uh, I really think that he's been just lights out this year. I mean, seven sacks in nine games. He obviously had the fumble recovery, and he and he, you know, stiff stiff armed uh, Tyreek Hill to all Jets fans' pleasure there. Um, but he's just been a monster in the run game and, and obviously pass rushing. Um, credit to him for doing what he what he's done. Credit to the D line overall. Uh, but Quinnen is making the leap in a contract year, no less. Um, but he's been uh, he's been unreal and, and and really a true force on that defensive line and a big part of the reason why we're talking about the Jets in the conversation as as the best defense in the NFL and I think um, pretty clearly you know top five or six. So uh, I would have to say Quinnen at this point. Okay, so obviously he's my runner-up. Is he? Runner-up. Is he who you thought I was going to go for? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so it worked out perfectly of how I wanted to go with this. Elijah Vera Tucker, and I know he's hurt, but the oh. reason I'll, the reason I'm going to say this is he was the best player on this team before he mm-hmm. went down, and the versatility. And I know the offensive line has obviously been okay since he went down. It's not as good as it could be with him playing, and the fact that he was playing three positions at a high level is valuable to me in the in the nfl offensive line play is so important to success both as obviously running and passing he's he was the mvp to me and obviously he's not going to end up being the mvp because he's not going to play the second half of the season but even though he missed the last two games you know through seven games i guess to me it it was pretty obvious and according to me obviously is very deserving i'm not gonna like say like you're wrong and then, so obviously those are my other two. And my third is actually Sauce. Yeah. That's what I wasn't even considering ABT because of the injury, but I would have said Sauce or CJ Mosley. CJ um, Mosley is a good one too. But honestly, uh, I probably would have done DJ Reed over, over uh, CJ Mosley, if I'm being real with you. Yeah. I mean, like, that's the thing is Sauce gets so much of the attention, but DJ Reed has been so good on the opposite side. He has. He, he has, has been so good on the opposite side. Like, I've never seen a guy – not panic the way that like stay relaxed the way that he does when deep balls are thrown against him. Like it's crazy. And he's been so good opposite sauce. And uh, it's, it's definitely the best corner combination the jets have had since Rebus and Cromartie. And honestly, when you take like the total of their two talent, it may be better. Like Revis was a Revis was the greatest corner we've ever seen. There's no question in my mind about that. But when you take both of them and their levels, like and what they bring to the table, I think it may be better than Revis and Cromartie combined. Am I am I crazy for thinking that? No, not at all. Cromartie was awesome, definitely. But he, he would get fall exposed from times. Time to time. Yeah, he would, and he got so much, so many balls thrown on him because nobody would go to Revis's side. And Cromartie hated the tackle, which which drove me nuts. He was a great player, no question. I loved having him. I'm just saying, I think when you balance it out, the two guys and what they bring, I think it could be uh, it could be Sauce and Reed over Revis and Cromartie. You know, I have two thoughts on Reed. Number one, remember we were upset that we didn't get like the big time corner, like we didn't yeah. get like, the JC Jackson of the world. Yeah. You think the Chargers don't wish that they got DJ Reed, especially for the money that yep. we're paying him? Yep. And then building off of that, DJ Reed was probably the best free agent signing of the offseason by any team. Yes. Like, who, yes. I uh, I couldn't even tell you who was better. Like, I don't, I, I think DJ Reed was the best signing and Sauce was the best player in the draft. Like, yep. it's that's, like you can't really debate. No, that's fair. And it's transformed this defense. It's crazy. Yeah, it is. It's, it's just, true. <laughs> I mean, it's funny to think back of like the, the camp battle between uh, sauce and, and Bryce Hall and oh my like, God. Just, and people that were clamoring for Bryce Hall to still start. And like what, what we did, like <laughs> Bryce Hall is a, he's a fine player, like great depth be sure. But man, it is, uh, it's good to have what we have uh, on the back end. It also it's, seems like DJ Reed's redemption for the Tremaine Johnson contract. We finally got yes. the corner that we were hoping to get when we got Tremaine Johnson. I haven't thought about Tremaine Johnson in, in forever. You know, I you actually know. have, and I'll tell you why, because I talked to my friends who are Giants fans, and they laugh at this joke, but I'm like, Kenny Galladay is the offensive version of Tremaine Johnson. That's 100% accurate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, like, so there's guys true. that... There's guys that come up like Joe runs his random Jets players uh, Twitter account, which I love, by the way. But there's sometimes that I just I won't like out of sheer principle. 
Like I won't like I won't like the the, the like Derek Mason today. I'm like, yeah. oh, just salt in the wound. No, I will not. If he like ever it. does Dimitri Patterson, I'll definitely not like that. One. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he like go MIA before the Dude, season? Dude, he never played something? a game for them. They signed him, and he was like good at Miami before. And he oh just my disappeared god! And never came that back. Was so weird. Who knows that was that was insane, okay. wasn't it? Uh, what is that? Yeah, I it think was, it was uh, it's, oh, 2014. 2014. Yeah, um, man. Dimitri Patterson. What a Dimitri blast. Dimitri Patterson. What, and it, the funniest thing about him was they gave him Revis' number. That's like the yes. best best part about it. We could ever get a picture of him from the preseason that year. That would be phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> man, what a first half of the season, man. It's, yeah. uh, it's some good stuff. And I, uh, I, you know, I love doing the show. And it, it's just, Makes it a lot easier when you don't have to complain about the team every week, right? <laughs> yes, hundred percent, man. It's been it's been a fun one. Um, yeah, I'm amped up. I'm ready for them to get back and uh, hopefully uh, pound New England up in Foxborough. Yeah, let's hope that Miami loses to Cleveland, which I don't think that they will, and Buffalo is to Minnesota. I mean, Cleveland put a hurting on, on Cincinnati. Who knows? I mean, it's uh, anything could happen. It is true, but um, let's hope for you know those two things to happen. And uh, we appreciate everyone's support. Uh, make sure if you're not subscribed to the show, subscribe on YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash turn on the Jets TV um, to our audio feed on uh, Apple or Spotify. Just search turn on the Jets live and you'll see our logo. Um, if you do subscribe or you're already subscribed, make sure to give us a five-star review or write us a review. You know, it comes a long way for us and we really would appreciate that. Um, and then obviously our, you know, our sister content, we have the turn on the Jets pod, with um will parkinson which is always great stuff i know he had um he has some players actually coming up and and, um draft season should be returning as well so you will be getting your nfl draft fix of who the jets should take from uh michael megan joe bellick james Kuntz, and uh dylan price always fun stuff and it's fun that we're not going to be picking at the top of the draft again so you know it's it's going to be less stressful and uh as always make sure if you are have not to become a Badlands Patreon member. Best premium content on the internet for the Jets. You know, Joe and Connor do an amazing job, especially now that they're doing these winning pods, which is something that Badlands was not used to during the first uh, two years of its existence. So it's definitely a nice change of pace. Um, really good stuff with the Feld Room. I think anyone who's really trying to understand, you know, football on a more sophisticated level really appreciate the the work that Connor does. And also occasionally bringing in our guy, Dan Eason, who's awesome as well, just going through what they see on the film. It's really educational and fun to see, especially for someone like me who isn't big with film, but is learning just by some of the stuff that they're telling you to look out for. And I actually use that when I'm watching the game now. Um, it's awesome, awesome stuff. And, uh, you know, check out our written content as well. Uh, We appreciate the support, everybody, and we will talk to you next week. Enjoy the bye.